You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about transmissions. I know I fucked up. It's been 20 days, and we haven't talked. So desperate to know how you are, where you are. Okay, I have a really crazy story to tell you this week, and it's all about transmissions. And no, I'm not talking about car parts. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna waste any time. I'm gonna get right into the story because um, this is probably gonna be long. <laughs> so all right, so the real purpose of today's show is to talk about communication, or what I feel like really is a, an extreme lack of communication in this day and age, and how it's just become acceptable for most of us. And I'm not okay with that. And so when I was looking for another word to use instead of communication, because I felt that was just really generic, um, I decided to use transmission. And so if you look up the definition of transmission as it relates to communication, it's, it's defined as this, the process of sending and propagating an information signal, right? So like opening your mouth, forming words, speaking those words out into the world. So that's where we're going to go today. And as always, take what, res- take what resonates with you from this week's show and leave the rest. Okay. To illustrate this topic of transmission today, I'm going to tell you a story. And on last week's show, when we talked about conclusions, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was heading to Dallas this past week for a final work trip and that maybe I would see the guy that I went out with in Atlanta who, after that's where we met and had our first date, lived in Dallas. So as the time got closer to this trip, I, I was getting anxious about this. Like I had this feeling... And I had been feeling this for a while, like I had unfinished business with him. Like he was still on my mind and, and, and kind of like we had gotten this false start back then. And I really didn't have a good conclusion or, or, you know, a, a closing to the, that chapter with him. And, you know, I had been out with other people and, you know, they were okay, but I found myself comparing everyone to him, which is obviously not a good thing. But if I'm being honest, that's really what was happening. And so I was scrolling through Instagram and someone who I follow and I really like her posts, um, she posted that she was doing a flash sale on love readings for Tarot. And almost as if on autopilot, I sat my phone down on my desk, I pivoted to my computer, I went to her Etsy shop and I ordered the reading. And I gave her a brief overview of what was going on and I asked what guidance was available to me. And, you know, I was going to Dallas, he lives there, do I reach out, don't I? What What's the energy around all this? And after I did this, I was like, oh, okay, wow, I just did that. (laughs) Let's see what happens here. Because I normally don't get readings done on the topic of love. Um, I think it can be a really easy crutch to fall back on and not um, maybe rely on would be a better word. It can be really easy to rely on that rather than figuring out your your own needs and listening to your own intuition. So this is not something that I normally do. Um, And for another thing, I can do my own readings, right? But sometimes there are just some areas where I'm blocked. And I think this is a, a normal thing for most of us who are highly intuitive or psychic. Like we block our own things. And, and it's like we can't get out of our own way to listen to what's going on. And nothing makes sense. And then it becomes this, just this big jumbled mess. So so that's where I was. And place the order. Okay, this was on Thursday and I was set to leave on Monday. So her turnaround time said 24 to 48 hours. Okay, let it go. Go on about my day. And as I was driving home later, I was thinking about it again. And I was like, huh, you know, I actually 
get the feeling she's probably going to come back and say, nah, just move on from this. Not meant for you. Move on. Time to go. And, and I actually said to myself, I said, okay, whatever comes up, whatever direction this goes, I'm going to follow that. I'll follow whatever guidance she gives me. So in like 10 minutes later, I got home and I checked my email and she had sent the recording of the reading. And I'm not going to go into all this because it was like a 30 minute reading, but it was basically the total opposite of what I was expecting. It was very positive. It was reach out to him. How else would he know you're in Dallas? Um, this isn't what I would normally tell my clients, but this reading is different. Reach out to him. Think positive. You have unfinished business, you know, on and on. And so I'm like, okay, all right, well, here we go. So I sat there for a minute and then I sent him a, a text message. I said, or actually we use WhatsApp, but I said, um, Hey, I'll be in Dallas Monday to Wednesday next week. Would you want to get together? Put the phone down, closed WhatsApp, went on. Didn't even, didn't sit there and dwell on it at all. Okay. So then I get back nothing, right? Nothing. Okay. Whatever. Nothing. Until Sunday night, he responded and said, hi, when are you available? And so I sat there for a little bit and I know when he's on his weird work schedule because he works his nights and it shifts to days and blah, blah, blah. And so the time thing is, is weird in this scenario because it's not like, um, someone with a normal work schedule. So, so I write back, I tell him my schedule. He writes back. He asks when I'm flying in. I tell him, and then he writes back and he says, I have company until Wednesday. Okay. So I didn't see that coming, but okay. So I wait a bit, write back, tell him, enjoy smiley face, move on. Okay, I'm deflated, of course, by this point, because I'm like, what the fuck, universe? I mean, like, what the fuck? Why, why didn't you just say this from the beginning, right? Why didn't he just say he had company? But okay, whatever. This is how it's going to go down. So I'm releasing control of this, giving this to the universe. I know you know much better than I do. You can see the big picture. I can't. So letting it go. So I go on about my date, not expecting anything else, right? Like just, that's it. And I was, um, had plans to meet my friend Ken that night for dinner. So we used to work together. We traveled as consultants and we stayed really good friends. I hadn't seen him for a while. So we go out to dinner, Ken and I do, having a great time, catching up, talking. Uh, we go to another like sports bar and we're just having a good time. Then I hear my phone go off and the guy sends me another message and he asks what my room number is. And I'm sitting there looking at my phone like, what the fuck, right? Because he knows what hotel I'm at because I told him when I told him where I was staying. And I so I look at Ken and he's like, what? And I'm like, he just messaged me, asked me what my room number is. And he's like, was he coming over now? And I'm like, I don't know. He doesn't say, right? And so Ken's like, well, what do you want to do? And I sat there for a minute and I said, I want to respond. I mean, I want to see where this goes. And he said, I know, I can tell you do. But, you know, you need to understand this is a big risk, right? It may or may not come with a big reward. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I know, but isn't that what dating's about, right? Figuring it out, try taking that step and just seeing where it goes. And, and so by this point, I've had a few drinks, right? And we're having a good time. We're just, you know, nothing major. But so I write back and I tell him my room number. And so then he writes back and he says, what are your thoughts about me coming over at 5.30 tomorrow morning? And again, on the weird work schedule, I'm assuming he's working nights and getting off at 5.30. Um, this may seem weird to you, but it's not in, to me in the scenario at all. It's, this is the scenario. This is just the reality of what it is. So I said, okay, I'll be up. And so I, again, like I said, I was just assumed he was working the night shift. So, so Ken and I part ways, you know, he's like, let me know what happens. Um, I go back to the hotel. Of course I'm like amped up and I can't sleep. And 
So I wake up around five. So I'm like somewhat woke up when he comes over. And again, like I said, we use WhatsApp for messaging and I can see the last time he's checked WhatsApp is like 4 a.m. Again, not abnormal if he's on night shifts or on the night shift. I don't know. Maybe they use it at work, right? I don't know, but he, that's, that's just not abnormal. And so I message him to let him know I'm up. Uh, I put the little thing out on the door and, um, you know, I'm here basically. Uh, so 5.30 comes, nothing, 6, nothing, 7, nothing, 8, nothing, 9, nothing, nothing. He does not show up, right? Like, he does not show up. And I'm sitting there like, what the actual fuck right now? I mean, I'm going through all these emotions. Like, like you know, like we discussed last week on the show, I, I mean, I... I want to, I'm jumping to conclusions. All these stories are coming up in my mind, but I'm sitting there like, okay, all right, I'm going to give him a chance to do the right thing. I'm going to, even as far-fetched as this seems, I'm not going to, um, immediately blast off a crazy message and go completely out of control. Right. I'm going to give him one more chance. So I message him and I, I don't know, like nine 30 or something. And I'm like, what happened? Like, did something happen? Why didn't you show up? Nothing. Nothing. Still not even showing that he's open WhatsApp. So at this point, I'm done, right? I am done. I'm, I'm done with this. I have my answer. I'm pissed. I'm confused. I feel stupid. I'm angry. I'm like, what the fuck, universe? Like, why Why was I led here? So I have to be at my um, client site at noon. So I'm getting ready. I'm eating, blah, blah, all this stuff. And uh, I'm kind of hemming around in my room because I don't want to go super early to the noon appointment I have to be at, but I don't want to be late either. And I have to take a car. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. So I'm like, fine, I'll just go down. It's probably early, but I'll just go downstairs and call the car. So I go downstairs and I'm waiting for my Uber and I'm waiting by the door, you know, the sliding doors of the hotel when you come in. And as I walk up by the doors at that exact moment, I see a guy get out of a car with a woman that looks exactly like him. I mean, exactly. Same mannerism, same glasses, same bracelet on the left arm, same Lululemon pants. Exactly. So I'm standing there, my heart's like pounding. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, what the fuck? He knows what hotel I'm at. Like, why is he bringing a woman here? I I can't even fathom this, right? So I'm standing there and he, I'm, so when he walks in, he's going to see me because I'm standing right by the door. So the guy walks in, looks at me and then just kind of glances at me and looks away. And I'm looking at this guy and it's not him. It's, it's not him. But that, that exact moment, the guy messages me. The real him messages me. Since we, as, as I'm looking at the guy who thinks him, the real guy messages me and he says, I fell asleep on the couch, like sad face. And by, by this point, my head is spinning. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like I'm on zero sleep. I'm sort of hungover. I just thought I saw the guy who ghosted me, but then the guy who really did ghost me, who I guess really didn't because he responded, messaged me at that exact moment. So I'm, I'm still staring at this guy at the hotel that I think's him. And he, and as I look closer, he's not as tall as he was. And he's got this big sleeve tattoo on his arm, which he didn't have that. And so as much as my mind is sitting there trying to tell me like, this is him, it, it's not him. So, but I'm still, I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, what are the odds of someone who looks just like him walking in, freaking me out? And then at that moment, exact moment, he messages me. So, so he messaged me, like I said, he fell asleep on the couch, no apology, nothing. And and there's so many things wrong here, right? I mean, you know, I'm not even going to entertain all those things on the show, but the bottom line is like, fuck you, right? Like, no, we're done here. We're done. I deleted him from my phone. I'm done. And I didn't even respond to him because honestly, at this point, like I have no more energy to give you on on this situation. And there's really nothing for me to say, like, we're done here. And, you know, but as I go on and I'm, and I'm finishing up my meetings there and I'm leaving Texas and I'm like, I'm just, I'm so 
angry, right? I'm like, why can't you just fucking communicate? Like, why can't you just form the fucking words it takes to tell me what the fuck is going on so I know? Like, why? Why? Why are you lacking the ability to send and propagate an information signal? Like, why? And I'm just pissed about this. And so... As I was thinking about this, you know, as I'm flying home and I'm like, why is this a thing now? Like, like, why are people just okay with not communicating with others and, and leaving the door open and, and keeping people in this weird limbo of hope and confusion and disappointment and just overall, like, why? Like, like, why is this the norm and why are we all okay with this? And so I feel like for me, like, this is so painful because I'll never know why. I mean, this is the same guy. This is the same way as, um, Nick from California. I mean, well, I didn't, we didn't have a conversation to end this. It just ended and we didn't speak. Um, well, it, it, we didn't speak and that's what ended it, I guess. But for me, as for my personality, it's very painful to not know why. It's very painful to not have a discussion. Even if it's a fuck you discussion, just have the discussion to get the words out. And it, I, I think it's worse for me because I make up all these stories and I guess and I speculate and then, you know, my mind starts to wander and I'll, but I'll never really know because the person didn't have the decency to send a transmission to me, right. To, to tell me. And so I, you know, I was talking about this with my friend Elizabeth and, and this is how I described it. It's like, to me, this is how it feels at least. So when someone breaks up with you or something ends with a person, it doesn't even have to be a romantic, it could be a friend if you, have a falling out or whatever. It, it, or if they tell, like in specifically though, in a romantic relationship, if, you know, if they tell you they don't want to be with you anymore, maybe they're seeing someone else, you know, it's over or whatever it is. It, it's painful and it hurts and it sucks, but it's like a quick blow, like a quick stab. And then it's over because you know the reason and you can start to process the reason and you can start to go through whatever you need to do to move on. And uh, yeah, of course it takes time, but you have your answer and you can begin healing in, in that very moment. But when someone leaves you hanging and ghosts you and, and stops responding and will not transmit any level of communication with you, to me, it's like this feeling of continuing to drag a knife up and down the thought loop every time you think about it, right? It's like this stabbing, sharp pain up and down and up and down every time you think about it, right? Because you don't have an answer. And, and it's so sharp and painful and it won't go away because you don't know why it happened. You don't have answers. So you're left to wonder and speculate and, and make up the stories and, oh God, our imagination, right? It runs wild just making up these stories and, and causing us so much pain and suffering. And all the while that, that the pain of that knife is just going up and down and up and down as you think about it. And then over time, the knife dulls, right? So the sensation won't be as strong, but the pain and the confusion and the wondering, you know, it, it takes a while for that to go away. And over time, it just won't be as sharp. And the more time goes by, right? And, and all those, those sharp points will have dulled out, but you still, you know, from time to time will wonder. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it, which makes it even more maddening, at, at least for me. And, and when I say you can do something, like you could go, like in this, I could call him a million times. I could, um, you know, reach out in, in multiple ways, you know, but no, why? Like, why am I going to chase after somebody who doesn't have the decency to speak? No, that's not how I roll. I mean, it used to be like way back in, like in my twenties and stuff, I would have just out of, I think principle wanted to have the conversation, but now I'm like, nope. I mean, I don't think so. And I think we do a lot of things to process this and, and then we move into this mode of like taking care of ourselves and to, so that we can provide the closure that we need for our own self. And, um, you know, and I was, as I was thinking about how to talk about this today, I mean, 
the only way I personally can truly look at something like this is, I mean, at least without allowing myself to go crazy is, is believe that, I mean, like what the purpose of this whole, like, look at the purpose of this whole experience. So, so for me to have this happen and, and see this behavior was what I needed so I could close the door and move on. Because let me tell you, there are most definitely no residual feelings of not being able to get this person out of my mind, right? After all this, I mean, now it's more like repulsion of the person and this feeling of wanting to like fiercely protect myself from someone who, someone like him. And what has come up a lot for me through all of this is just learning like self-love, right? Learning how to love myself. But I mean, damn, (laughs) the lessons we have to go through to be able to see this are, um, Yeah. Painful. So I tell you the story today because if you have or are going through something like this, first, I want you to know you're not alone. But I think the only way to get yourself out of this is to look at and ask yourself, what what is this teaching me? After all the pain and the tears and the anger, the confusion, like what what's really being taught to me here? And if other if we if we believe this and I do that everyone we meet's a mirror, what does this terrible behavior show me? Right. What is this person showing me? And again, for me, it's, it's goes back to loving myself. Right. And that I'm worth more than I can have more than this. I don't, this doesn't No, this isn't how this goes for me. Like this is not the type of person that I want in my life. And, you know, I believe that I wholeheartedly am being protected so that I can move on to something better. But on the other side of that, do you lack transmission? Are you ghosting someone? Are you not having the conversation you should have or just leaving somebody hanging when you promised them otherwise? And if you are, I hope you can hear how painful this is for somebody on the other side when the person is ghosted or, or, you know, no communication happens. If you're doing this, please just have the conversation. Just, just have the conversation and close that door for both of you so everyone can move on. And then a really good question I think to ask is why? Like, what are you hiding from? Why are you so afraid to say how you feel and what's stopping you? Okay. Wrapping up today's show, do just a quick recap. And honestly, yeah, this was a tough week for me on this. I mean, I actually don't like telling you these kinds of stories because first off, I mean, who likes talking about failures, <laughs> right? But, um, it shows you my vulnerable side and that's something I'm still a little uncomfortable with if I'm being real. And also I teach this stuff, so I should know better, right? But I mean, I'm learning too. I'm, I'm, I'm a human as well having these experiences. So I get to go through these things too. There's nothing different about me just because I'm talking about it on the show. Um, I think the way this all went down, was crazy. And it's also something I'm still processing, but you know, kind of like I need to get my bearings back. But, but really the point of today's show is this, that, that lack of transmission on, on either side as the transmitter, as the person who should be the transmitter or the transmittee is painful, right? It's painful when we don't say what we are feeling for ourselves, but, but even for those who need to hear what we have to say, I read this quote a while back. and I think I mentioned this on one of the other episodes, but it was in regards to dating someone and, and to the effect that Basically that everybody's sitting back feeling something, but everyone is too afraid to, to be the one that goes first to say it, right? They're, everyone's too afraid to, to, to say how they feel. So this week, say whatever needs to be said, right? You can get an uncomfortable message across and still be kind about it. You don't have to say it mean. You can still, it can be uncomfortable, but you can still be kind. And you can also trip over your words a thousand times in an attempt to express the love you're feeling in your heart. I mean, there's no formula for this and there's no right or wrong. As long as you're, what you're saying is true, um, I, I just don't think you can get it wrong. So this week, my ask of you is to say what needs to be said to whoever you need to say it to. 
Okay, so we're going to close out before I cry on this topic. Um, no, it's not that bad, but for a minute, I thought I might. Um, okay, so songs for this week. So intro song. This is a song called Move On by Camille Trust. And okay, I like the song. It's very right at the beginning, which says I fucked up right at the beginning. It just goes and it gets you paying attention. But there's this part of the the lyric that says, I got my sunglasses. I got my distractions. People ask how I'm hold, how I'm holding up. I'm fucking fantastic. My heart is plastic, hollow and cracking lying in our bed alone. No, I can't move on. And I think that's what happens when we don't say what we need to say. We can't move on. Right. And we're all walking around. How are you holding up? Oh yeah. I'm fucking fantastic. But really underneath we're all crumbling and, and, and hollow and cracking and it sucks. <laughs> and it sucks. That's why I wanted to talk about this because I don't know why this has become the norm and I don't want it to be that way. I don't, and I don't think anybody else does too, but I feel like people just don't know what to do about it. So, um, so that was the intro song, Move On by Camille Trust. And the outro song is Leave the Light On by Maggie Rogers. I really like this song. Um, so I think it's the first song I heard of hers. And it's actually about her struggle with becoming famous overnight and just her how she dealt with it and, and her reaction. But I really like to think about this chorus in relation to what we're talking about today. And here's what she says. If you keep, if you keep reaching out, I'll keep coming back. And if you're gone for good, then I'm okay with that. If you leave the light on, then I'll leave the light on. And I like that in, in reference to what we we're talking about today, because if you think about, um, someone who's not communicating and not doing, you know, not giving you the level of communication that you desire or require, if you keep reaching out, then I'll keep coming back. But if you're gone for good, then I'm okay with that. And then if it's, it's in, she talks about leaving the light on, like if there, if there's no light on for me anymore, then I will leave no light on for you. Right. It's a reciprocal thing. And, and part of this is being humans is, um, not everybody's going to do the things that we want or think that they should do, but, um, that doesn't mean we need to keep holding on and keep trying. At some point we, we get to decide that, we close the door and yep, it's painful and yep, the loop goes and it's sharp and it's, um, it sucks, but you learn to close the door and then move on for your own self. And that's where I'm at this week. So, so that's really it. Uh, talking about transmissions or really lack thereof. I would love to know your thoughts. How do you deal with this in your own life? Like, how are you dealing with this? Cause I'm sure everybody listening has, has felt this at some point and what, like, what works for you? So I'd love to hear from you. Email me sloanfremont at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at sloanfremont. If you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes so more people can find the podcast. Now, um, all right, that's it for this week. Abracadabra, go forth and create what you speak. Oh, keep